0: Welcome to another episode of our episode, I keep saying episode, doing I'm just it used again. to it, it's right there, you're it's right there, it installment, there it is. installment in our series of podcasts on the subject of infant baptism. I be, it's baby been, Duncan. <laughs> I mean, this is episode six, Holy Children. Ooh. These are epic titles, by the way. Exactly. That's a good job, you're doing a good job. Mm. Uh, I'm Pastor Stuart, pastor of Christchurch Opelousas, with me as always is Pastor Brandon Neely, lead pastor of all of Christchurch, and... In the studio, once again with us, is producer Matt Bertrand. What's up, producer Matt? What's up, guys? You should see all the technology that surrounds him in order Mm -hmm. to make sure that we... Have you noticed that these
1: sound better than normal? It's because Matt's here. It's It's because because I plugged the soundboard directly into my veins. (laughs) I am the sound. (laughs) And it works out great. But yeah, today we're talking about the holy children. That's right. The holy children.
2: And... All those who are nervous and frustrated by this topic have tuned into our laughing and joking, and we want to apologize to them. <laughs> we just, we're joyfully we these, enjoying the truths joyful. of Scripture. We think no, these things very To small, be
0: serious. Um, no, don't take the edge off like that.
2: Well, you know, we really are putting out these podcasts because we want to help people, and but we do recognize that this comes with a little bit of anxiety. Yeah, yeah,
0: I get it. I mean... I know about anxiety.
1: Yeah. When the kid's nervous they get a shot, you make a joke and then you give them a shot. Yeah. And I, is <laughs> that what we're doing?
2: Better. We're joking to kinda of take the edge off the I of feel it, like it so. is. It makes yeah. it lighter and more jovial and so. enjoyable. Listen,
1: if if it makes any if it makes you feel any better viewers at home, listeners at home. I, I'm feeling nervous sitting in this chair too. <laughs> I'm sweating right now. <laughs> well, it is hot in here. It is. I was going to say, I think the AC is off. So well, I mean, it we'll does, uh,
2: we should mention that the sign of baptism, the sign of the covenant, mm-hmm. is the least important thing about the covenant. We've said this several times. That's right. That's right. No reason to fight. No reason to argue over it. Mm-hmm. But there are some people in our church who have babies on the way, mm-hmm. Matt being one of them. hey And there are some whose conscience, their consciences are bothered. They believe they are in sin for not administering the sign of the covenant when they believe Jesus has given their children clear promises. Mm, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. As we learned in earlier podcasts, the promises are for you and your children.
0: And generations and the generations. The covenant
2: is for you to generations and generations. They believe those promises. They believe those promises are to their children, and they believe their children deserve that sign mm-hmm. and that that testimony of God calling them and choosing them and mm-hmm. bringing them to his bosom like little lambs. Mm-hmm. And they Let believe the they're in sin come. for not doing it. Yep. Now, um, they are, uh, they've been instructed, and they're doing the best that they can to be patient, mm-hmm. because we have to bring the whole church along on this. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, We can't mm-hmm. cram this down anyone's throat. Right. But what we do want to say is, here are the arguments, and mm-hmm. just, hey, for the sake of unity, um, listen to the arguments. Maybe you're not going to be convinced. Maybe you're not going to think of this as something you need to worry about too much because you don't have any babies or something like that. Right. But listen through it, work towards unity, and at least you'll be able to see, I think, that they're not crazy, they want to follow their conscience, mm-hmm. and there's no reason why as a church we can't work it out where we all um, get along in this. Right. You know, Those who are still convinced in, uh, in only believer's baptism can mm-hmm. continue to do that, mm-hmm. and those who believe that their babies should be receiving the sign of the covenant, um, they can do that as well. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty mm-hmm. of churches that do both of these things, yeah, and absolutely. there's no reason why we can't. Can't do that, in my opinion. Yeah. So, but we want to lay out the arguments so people can hear them.
1: Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. Matt. You had a question, I see. Oh man, you saw me writing vigorously. Yeah, yeah I like that um, vigorously. I don't know. You want to start with a question? Yeah. Why, why not? P- Let's go in. Why not? Here we go. All right. So you guys probably already—I was not here for the other uh, episodes, slacker. But here's a question I have: what? as a as a new a newfound father, as someone who mm. is who's coming in uh, baby fresh. Um, <laughs> if just ask a question <laughs> <laughs> if my child is elect let's just say if my child is elect mm-hmm. and the promises of the covenant are for them mm-hmm. what's the big deal on waiting just a little while until I know for sure what if my kid what if my kid starts saying that they totally understand the promises and the covenant and the kingdom
2: so let me stop you right there.
1: Go ahead. Until you know for sure what. That they profess the faith and that they are in the covenant and mm, that they, they see, get See, we,
2: we have some categories we need to deal with. Mm, this is good. Right. Great question. Go. We're not waiting to see if they believe the promises. Mm. The covenant sign, uh, circumcision in the Old Testament, baptism in the New Testament, is not a testimony, a sign, a signifier mm-hmm. of whether or not they believe the promises. Right. It's a sign that God has made the promise. Mm. It's see, a sign prom- of the covenant. See, promise comes first. I mm-hmm. see. And they have promises, and they've been claimed, mm-hmm. and they've been embraced by the kingdom in the womb. Mm-hmm. So that when they come out, they are coming out as Christ child, heir of an heir. Right. Mm-hmm. Galatians one. they they're an heir of an heir. And even while the heir is still a child, he is still the owner of all things. He has that status. Mm-hmm. So you're not waiting to see if they have faith. And that when you wait, it's almost as though you don't believe that they
1: have promises. That's what it would seem like, because that would be the only thing that would stop you.
2: That's the only thing, because if you believe that the promise is for them, and you understand that the sign of those promises for them is baptism, to delay could be very much a sin. In fact, to delay circumcision was indeed a sin. Mm. And I believe to delay baptism um, for... Years or even months and months and months really is a sin because God commands us to give them the sign, the public testimony
1: Mm -hmm.
2: that they belong to Him. Amen. That they are His kid.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, and I think Baptists kind of know this intuitively because when a baby is born into the church, what do they often do?
0: Well, baby dedications. They
2: dedicate it, they dedicate it to the Lord. Mm. You see, see, Baptist worldview is bottom up. It's individualistic up. We are now choosing of our free will to dedicate this baby to you. Mm. But God has already claimed that baby, if they're believers, in the womb. It's not even their choice. Right. They are stewards. Stewards don't dedicate the property of the master to the master.
1: Oh, yeah, look at that. You see what
2: I mean? The master gives the steward his property and says, be a faithful steward or else. Yeah, yeah. You see, it's it's that's the the difference in the covenantal worldview and what is very often the individualistic Baptistic worldview. Mm.
1: Okay. You see mm. what I mean? Okay.
2: And so getting that flipped around is so important. It's not easy to do. Yeah. Um, but once you can see, once you can see the difference, there it starts to make a little bit of sense.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Just that's to read episode af- go one ahead to
0: and a little bit of episode three where we're talking about covenant succession mm-hmm. and uh, principles of the sign of the covenant as opposed to. Um, a sign of uh, salvation.
2: Yeah, or a sign of their inside faith. Mm -hmm. You see, what they say is it's an external sign of an invisible work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or they say it's going public with your faith.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: You see, it's not a sign, it's not signifying, testifying. Y'all understand those words, sign, S-I-G-N, signify, it's the same word. Mm -hmm. It's not a sign that you do of your own free will necessarily to signify to the to the crowds, mm-hmm. I believe. <laughs> it's not that way. That's American, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, It's a sign that God
1: gives to the public that he chooses. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. <laughs> I get that. This is
1: mine. You are the walking symbol, the sign. Yeah.
2: And when you were circumcised, you had that, that symbol on you, but now... It's a baptism, and it's for everyone, boys and girls. Mm, I see. And, 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 and it's almost like when someone is doubting later in life, you grab them by their baptism, and you say, God has made a promise to you. Uh-huh. How do I know God made a promise to me? He put you in a Christian home. He brought you into his church. You received the sign. That's like you have the title deed. You have the paperwork. Mm. You have the paperwork of the promise. Yeah. You have it signed in blood. Believe. But do we know, we know that only the elect believe, sure. Do we know if they're elect? I don't know. But if they believe his promises, they are saved.
1: Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah.
2: The Bible never tells the little child to figure out whether or not they're elect. It says, believe the promises. And we call believing the promises making your calling and election sure. I like that a lot. See, it's a different worldview, you see? It's a different worldview. I really do like that a lot. And um, So what we're getting to today... And um, what was the title of our episode? <laughs> holy Children. <laughs> holy Kids. <laughs> holy Children. Believe it or not, the Bible calls children of believers holy. Mm-hmm. You want to read it
0: for us? First Corinthians 7, verse 14. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean. But now, they are holy.
2: So what are the two words used to describe the child of a believer? Holy. Holy. <laughs> and? I'm looking for the other one. And? Mm, and? I don't see it here. Where are we clean. clean. And clean. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I got it. Got it. Now, if you're a first century Jew, and you hear the word, you need to stay married to the man, okay? Don't abandon your children. You're a Christian, and your children are clean. Mm. What does that mean? You're a first century Jew. Your Bible, you look through your Bible, you thumb through the pages.
0: I like the sound <laughs>
1: effects you got working here. You, you don't Brandon get... is a Foley artist. I don't know if you guys need that <laughs> on the side. You're
2: flipping through. You're like, okay, Genesis, Malachi, what does it wow. mean to be clean? Deuteronomy, is Exodus, right now what does it mean pages. to be clean? So the dirt's washed off their body? No, baptism's not about the dirt being washed off their body. They're clean, meaning they've been washed. They've been given Sanctuary access.
1: Mm.
2: You see, when you touched a dead animal, you had to go to the priest and get baptized to get, quote, clean. Mm, I see. Uh, The crawfish, the crow, the hippopotamus, unclean. Not to be in God's sanctuary.
1: Mm.
2: You're only to put into your body clean. Mm -hmm. You see, clean means access.
1: Mm.
2: Clean means access to the sanctuary. Um, when the temple uh, priest was to prepare for his um, worship, he had to be baptized, to be, quote, cleaned. If you read the Greek translation of the Old Testament, the textus or the, um, the uh, you got Septuagint, there, that's there right, is. I'm getting old, getting old. Um, <laughs> when you read that, you see the word baptism used for all sorts of things in the Old Testament, and it's cleaning rituals. So when this Jewish person hears Paul saying that their child is clean... What it means is that they are prepared for worship. They have access. They get to pray and enter the holy room, mm-hmm. right? They get to access the throne room of God. Mm-hmm. God hears their prayers. He's one of those little lambs in Isaiah that Jesus holds to his bosom. Mm-hmm. He's a part of the flock. He's a, a member of the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That believer brings him to the Jewish synagogue. You know what's going to happen on the eighth day? It's going to be circumcised. Once the Levitical system is done away with in 70 AD and it's all scrapped, Um, Then he's going to be circumcised, and he's going to be baptized.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. You see what I mean? Because he's clean, and baptism is a symbol of that Holy Spirit washing, the Holy Spirit cleansing. Right. He's given access to the blessings. Yeah, he's being made holy Mm. is another way of saying it, and that's what he calls it holy. Holy means what? It's agios in the Greek. It's the same word used to describe Christians. It means he's a saint. Mm -hmm. Amen. So for those who don't understand the history or the context, hey, just watch the grammar. A child of a believer is being called a saint and clean. There's no other way to get that. If they are not the child of a believer, they would be non-holy, non-clean.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, you see that? That's mm-hmm. the grammar. Mm-hmm. Can't get around it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: The New Testament calls the children of believers holy and clean. Set apart is another way to define holy. Amen. Um, Amen. Set apart to what? Set apart to God, to the covenant, Right. And therefore, being children of the covenant, covenant kids, holy kids, they should be received. Holy kids, that's baptism. right. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. Wow, I, could, I couldn't stop. I couldn't that stop. is it was the right worst there. joke I've said I've, I've heard here since
1: I've sat down. So,
2: <laughs> does this mean? Great joke, by the way. Thank great. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> great. I appreciate great, great. that. Uh,
1: I does think that's one of those mean, old men jokes.
2: Does this mean? Let's do this as a question and answer. Does this mean that every single little child that's born to a believer is elect? No doesn't mean that. It means they are set apart. It means they're in the covenant. It means mm-hmm. they're a member of the kingdom. It means the promises are for them. Children of Abraham, who are they? Jacob and Esau. Both children of Abraham, both children of the promise, both circumcised. One believed, one didn't believe. Mm-hmm. He Amen. discarded his, his inheritance for a pot of stew. Mm-hmm. That still happens today. Mm-hmm. That we can learn about that in the book of Hebrews. Those are the broken off branches. Mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. says, any any branch <clears throat> in me, what does Jesus say? Any branch in me that mm-hmm. does not bear fruit. How can you be a branch in Jesus and not bear fruit? Because we're talking about this. They're in the covenant, but they're not elect. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit is broken off and thrown into the fire.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Amen.
2: So they can be holy. That doesn't mean they're going to grow up to become a Christian. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, there's plenty of New Testament examples of people who were born uh, in the Old Covenant and fell away in the entire wicked generation of Jesus' day, right? So they are not uh, children of Abraham just because they received the sign. They're children of Abraham through their faith.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and the salvation comes not through receiving the sign. Salvation comes through their faith. But the a... sign is a sign mm-hmm. signifying that God has claimed you, given you the paperwork if you just believe. You see, when we tell our little children to believe, what are we telling them to believe? The promises, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that means the promises are for them,
1: right? Hmm. That's the sign of the promise being for them is baptism. Amen. You see how that works? Yeah. There's no age, there's no age restriction on believing the promises. Promises are for them when they're in the womb. Amen. That's why David says, you were my God when I was in the womb. There That's you why go.
2: Jeremiah said, you called me when I was in the womb. That's why Paul said, I was set apart when I was in the womb.
1: They all understood that.
2: That's why John the Baptist was uh, filled with the Holy Spirit and rejoiced in the Messiah in the womb. Mm. They understood this. We don't understand it Mm -hmm. because we're individualists. We think it's all on us. We think it all hinges on our free will decision. Mm -hmm. We don't Mm -hmm. understand that this is is a promise. It comes to us. We uh, don't initiate it. He initiates it. We respond. Amen. Amen. This is why the little children, when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the little children, some of them being infants, cried out, uh, Hosanna, Hosanna. Yeah, Son of dead. David is coming.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They're, you know, they're, they're crying out to him. They're there. They see him. And the Pharisees say, shush those little kids up. And what does Jesus say? He says, out of the mouth of babes, right? God has perfected praise. Amen. So those, those little coos, those little cries, perfected praise. Mm. I don't know how else to take that text. Out of the mouth of babes, babies. Psalm 8. Wow. So are the little children innocent? Does this mean they're innocent? False. It doesn't mean they're innocent. It <laughs> means they are claimed by God. Right. Well, they're born into sin. All have sinned, fallen short. That's why they mm-hmm. need All a covenant. True. Right. A covenant in blood mm-hmm. so that Jesus would die for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Thankfully, Amen. the kingdom is for them.
2: Yeah, building off of this little thing right here, we could also say, even those who have not come to believe that children of believers are included in the covenant, they still behave as though their kids are in the covenant. Mm. Do they disciple their children? Yeah. Do you disciple pagans? (laughs) (laughs) Well, sort of. Hey. No, you evangelize them, right?
0: Yeah, well, then you also kind of tell them, hey, you can't do that because the Bible says... Uh, Sort of. Well,
2: yeah, sure, for sure. But we all understand that if they reject Christ and refuse to believe, they have no power in and of themselves to even come close to obeying. Right. And any obeying they do would just be Pharisee obeying. Mm. Mm. It's like when we don't claim the promises for them, but then we disciple them, it's like we're training them to be fake. Mm. We're training them to be Pharisees. Yeah. Amen. I get it. Pray to Jesus. Right? Confess your sins to Jesus. Mm -hmm. All of these things. Now, I don't want to split hairs here, but I just want people to think about this. You disciple people who have promises. Mm -hmm. You disciple the nations after Mm -hmm. they're baptized, Mm -hmm. right? It takes time, but you're discipling them. I could see, though, how... Okay, so... Go ahead,
0: yeah. I could see how somebody who only proof texts will have that problem, because the teachings of the Bible are so clear and easily proof textable teach your children, train up your children in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart of it. Teach them that's the covenant of the Lord. Like all those things. That's, that's easily proof textable. Here's the verse right here.
2: In, in my experience, when someone wants a proof text and they're like, show me the verse that says, go and baptize your baby. Mm-hmm. Um, that when they finally see it, they're not going to see it. Mm. I can show the proof text. Here's one. Go into all the world. And make disciples of what? All nations. Yeah. Nations is the direct object. Disciple is a verb, right? It's from mathetes, the noun. We turn it into a verb, make disciples, direct object, nations. There's no of the nations um, because we add those prepositional phrases in there, and we extrapolate from that that it means make disciples out of each nation, Mm. individuals out of each nation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say that. The verb is disciple. The direct object is ethnos. In fact, it's all nations. Hmm. interesting. That's the direct object. Now, do nations include babies?
0: <laughs> uh, last time I checked Yes. No, there's only adults there.
2: <laughs> when when discipling children. the nations, what are we to do? Baptize them mm-hmm. and teach them. Mm-hmm. do we teach Do we teach babies? Yeah, yeah, they learn coming right out of the womb, right? Do we disciple babies? Yes. Are they members of nations? Yes. There's one last thing we're missing. (laughs) So you see, with the grammar, we can show this. Yeah. All right? Yeah. And this is not a stretch. This is not like historical precedent where we are saying this precedent equals a commandment that we should do. I am saying that nations is the direct object and that by very definition, nations include babies. Amen. By very definition. You see, and here's the bad way to proof text. When you read in a historical narrative, someone standing up and saying, repent and believe and be baptized, you know, that you might have the forgiveness of sins. And then to extrapolate from that historical account, you see, you have to repent to be baptized. Yeah. And babies can't repent, so therefore we can't baptize them. Now, that's a huge extrapolation. Yeah. From historical context. Right. Who's he talking to? He's talking to adults. Mm -hmm. No one disputes that adults need to repent and believe, right? (laughs) Right. If you'd reject Jesus, no one's going to be force dunking you, right? No one's going to be forcing uh, the bread and wine down your throat. Yeah. Right. You have to believe if you're an adult. That's not the debate. The debate is what about after they believe and then they have children? And since they're believing in the promises of the new covenant and the new covenant is always to them and their children, and we showed all the verses for that, mm-hmm. what about their children? That's the debate. The debate yeah. is, is totally missed if you just say it says repent and be baptized and children can't repent, therefore they can't be baptized. <laughs> you're you're, you're f- infusing a modern day debate onto a historical narrative. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. bad proof texting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, here, and here's how bad it is because the very next verse says, all who don't believe... Are condemned. Are we condemning babies? Are all babies condemned until they believe? Interesting. And therefore all babies go to hell? No one believes that, no. but that is the grammatical necessity if you interpret that first portion that way. You wow. see what I mean? Yeah, 100%. There's plenty of places where we can proof text, right? Um, we know for a fact that Jewish children were being circumcised in the synagogues. There was a debate that sprung up. They accused Paul of saying they shouldn't baptize Jewish children, circumcised Jewish children, and James confronted him about that. And James says, I know it's not true. It's not true. Paul didn't have any problem with Jewish kids being circumcised. The debate was whether or not Gentiles had to become Jews mm-hmm. and get circumcised and come under the Mosaic law. And they're saying, don't make them come under the Mosaic law. We haven't even been able to keep it. Mm. Amen. You see what I mean? That was the debate. The debate is whether or not the Gentile kids in church had to be circumcised. Mm -hmm. No one debated whether or not the Jewish kids needed to be circumcised. They were all being circumcised. And we know there were Jewish churches. James chapter 2, he says, when you go into your synagogues, don't show partiality. He's given instructions on how to worship in the synagogue. Mm -hmm. It's a Jewish Mm -hmm. Christian synagogue. There was babies in there for two or three generations before 70 AD, Mm -hmm. they were circumcising their kids. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they were Jews, and that was the sign of the promise. Now, as that time period went away, okay, um, that began to change. See, that's what Paul's point is. He's saying, if you're going to be in the New Testament church, it's one faith, one Lord, one baptism. So the Jews would be circumcising their kids, and I think by deduction, they were also baptizing them, Mm. and the Gentiles were being baptized so that they were all in one assembly, one ecclesia, Mm-hmm. united together with one sign. and uh, So this is very, very important. But you see, all I'm doing is going through various verses, and I'm, obviously I'm doing it very fast, and <laughs> we'll unpack all of that in other episodes. Sure. But we can see from the text clearly, they did, it does command us to, to baptize babies. Babies are in nations. Babies are in families. Babies are in households. All the promises in the, New Te- in the Old Testament of the New Covenant are to households. Amen. Babies are members of households. Amen. Right. All the baptisms in the New Testament, guess who's baptized? Cornelius and his House. household. Just the adults. No. And his <laughs> household. Just the adults. Gaius and his household. Stephanas and his household. Lydia and her household. The yeah. only ones that aren't household baptisms, where they baptize the head of the household and then the whole household, the only ones that aren't, Paul. And guess why? He didn't have a household. <laughs> Single dude. <laughs> there you go. And the eunuch. Yeah. Guess why? Well, I mean, do we have to go into detail <laughs> we are... here? Or we can kinda... And then one more, <laughs> one more exception, Simon the sorcerer, who was an apostate. Hmm. All the other ones are household, ba- the whole household's getting baptized. Dozens and dozens of people. Imagine how many servants Cornelius had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the bond servants, the slaves, their kids, the whole household. Abraham's household was over 300 people. Because why though? Why? Do they all believe? They all they all were given the promise, amen. And they were all commanded to believe, amen. So we got to get this. Uh, it's a little bit difficult to understand, but we got to get it in our head. I'll I'll leave us with one other portion, Ephesians chapter six verse one. Y'all ready for this? Let's do it, children. Obey your parents in the Lord. Now, can children obey their parents in the Lord if they're not Christians? If they're in the covenant, they can, they can have faith, and they can believe, and they can obey. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and you may live long on the earth. Now, where does that promise come from? Uh, Exodus chapter 20, Ten Commandments, Mosaic Covenant. Interesting.
1: That is interesting.
2: Paul is applying the Mosaic Covenant promise to the children of the Ephesian church. And he's saying, if you obey your parents, you will receive these blessings. That's covenantal language. That's a covenantal promise, because these children are all in the covenant. Mm -hmm. Now, we could say, if we wanted to really strain at this, that Paul is only talking to baptized children right here that are older. Maybe, but I don't think so. Yeah. Doesn't seem to say anything about that. Mm-hmm. He even says in chapter one of Ephesians when he addresses them, he says, "Saints at Ephesus," and then he talks to the husbands, he talks to the mothers, the slaves, the masters, and the children. Saints, mm. amen. Because that's their status. So holy children. That's right. Holy, holy, holy children, children. Children. That's right. They might be a holy <laughs> handful. <laughs> um but the promises are theirs.
0: Amen. Guys, thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of our series on infant baptism. You can find these anywhere that you find podcasts. You can also go to wearechristchurch.com and find other resources from us in the form of other uh, podcasts and audio teachings, or you can go to sermonaudio.com and search We Are Christchurch all one word. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we'll see y'all next time.